This episode of the Jamie Arcade podcast is brought to you by From Within Records. Holy shit. The week is upon us. One Scene Unity Comp Volume 2 drops this Saturday. And I couldn't be any more excited. This has been an awesome journey. And I'm so excited that it's finally here this week. Definitely looking forward to that. If you're not following From Within Records on Twitter or Instagram, please go click that follow button and stay up to date on all the current news, especially for when the comp drops and you can figure out all pre-order and streaming info by following From Within Records. Also, next month, August 6th, it is what it is, LP by Payback Drops, and I'm so stoked. I love everything that payback has done i support that band with everything that i have i love what they have to say the one scene unity so it, it's so awesome that we finally get a new lp from payback so please keep your eye out on that it is what it is dropping august 6th on today's episode we travel to pensacola florida we had to track down our good friends kevin and mac they play in a band called Burning Strong, and Burning Strong means a lot to me. They were put on my radar by my good buddy Evan. I flew out to Florida on vacation, went down to the Point of Contact Commitment record release show, and I was told, hey, check out this band Burning Strong. You might not have heard of them, but they're super awesome, so I did. I showed up early, made sure to catch their set, and I was blown away. I remember seeing them live for the first time and them just giving me like serious uh, battery vibes and I was definitely digging it and just uh, eventually at some point in the night talked to Kevin and just uh, became friends and it was uh, off to the races from them. We just stayed in contact, eventually came on the podcast and this is uh, something great for me to be able to sit back down with members of Burning Strong and talk about what's coming for the band obviously they were hit really hard during covid their record release show for the fire rages on got uh i guess canceled because it had uh, yeah probably will never get rescheduled but good news is they have something that's uh, scheduled for september 26th which should be super awesome but yeah it was just a pleasure for me to be able to sit down with kevin and mac and just hear all the good news that the band uh has been doing and everything that they have coming up, new shows, new music. It was just great for me to know that the band is doing well and there's a lot coming down the pipeline. So strap in, enjoy this conversation, and without further ado, welcome Kevin and Mac to the show. Welcome back to the podcast, Kevin, and welcome, Mac, for the first time. How's it going, guys? Pretty good, man. Doing good, man. Chilling. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm happy to be talking to some uh, great people from Florida. This is this is uh, like always a treat for me because I'm, I'm such a fan of you guys out there. Hell yeah, bro. Dude, thanks. Yeah, we love it here. 
So it, appreciate it, you asking us on again. Oh, no, it's my pleasure. Obviously, I'm still a big fan of uh, Burning Strong. And I'm so curious because obviously um, things have been a little quiet on your side. Obviously, um, you guys have the you know brand new track coming out on the One Scene Unity Com Volume 2. But I'm, I'm just curious, uh, like what's uh, been up with the band? Because I, I know you guys put out a record last year, but... Uh, pandemic happened strange times so i'm just curious like what's the current state of the band uh going hard man i know i mean like you said we've been quiet but um it we what was it we released the the record in last april so right when the pandemic was like you know people are going on lockdown so there was like we were like okay we can't do anything and then um yeah, I mean, the last show that we played was, was it January or February? It was February. I think it was February. I, I think the last official show we played was with Magnitude, like, at our home venue in uh, Pensacola. Really? What about Birmingham? That might have been the last one. I don't know. I think that was the last one. I don't know. So, yeah. I That's mean, what I remember. We January. just haven't had a We haven't even had a record release show yet. So, yeah. <laughs> we've, we're like we were bummed about that but now we finally got some stuff go going and in the works so you'll see more of us for sure okay yeah and, and speaking of record release show if i remember correctly you were supposed to uh have that record release show um when you guys were um, on that code orange show uh, last year right oh dude i totally forgot dude, about that. I, way to bum me out i don't want to talk about it but i'll talk about it <laughs> okay that was going to be the sickest way to have like like obviously it would only be a release show to like us and like the hardcore kids in the crowd and like like no one else would really know who we were but like it was still gonna be so fun dude and like the lineup for that show was gonna be insane but um i don't know if they're gonna reschedule it so yeah, yeah. but i was gonna say the, the record release show we're doing though is gonna be so sick though yeah i think rob he texted us and he um he has like the lineup pretty much solidified now and we have the venue so um it's gonna be a good one for sure okay well i'm really happy to hear that you guys are having a proper uh release show for the record because i i was sad too uh because i know um how stoked you guys were on the record and for the original one not to happen i was like damn i hope uh, you guys are able to you know fix that and make it happen because i'm sure there's a lot of people who uh, will be excited to you know uh, celebrate that record so it's, it's really nice to hear that you guys um, are planning on doing that and it's going to have a, a proper record release for the fire rages on for sure and also like we like released it in april and then um but what was it that was only like cd released through from within mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. like months later a few few different people hit us up and then but like patient zero uh shout out was just like straight up said hey i want to do it on vinyl and then but this is like months down the road long story short we ended up like selling a lot more than you know i anticipated for sure compared to like how long it was from the release and it was just really cool to see that people were that into it that they wanted like a vinyl like physical copy of it yeah i think that's just a testament to how good that record is because for it to because obviously in that time period right uh, you know you guys were obviously um you know 
taking effect from the record really showdown happening and then it just kind of you know the, the record's out but you, you didn't really get to do anything on it to really promote it besides you know posting about it online so the fact that you you guys you know got it pressed on vinyl and people still showed it that much love i i think yeah that, that just speaks to how good that record is yeah for sure i mean i, I felt that way dude thank you i i was absolutely shocked when someone like when patient zero kind of reached out to us out of the blue and was like, Hey, I'm going to, I have faith in this. Like I'm cool with investing this money into your record. And, you know, I just want to do it because I really love your band. And yeah, I was just like, okay, complete cool. stranger. We were, yeah. We had never talked to him before. We were just like, okay, dude, like, thank you. And, uh, sounds good to us. Like you're stoked. We have nothing to lose in like you putting your money into it. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. That is a pretty um, interesting situation to be in, but it's cool that you guys, uh, you know, trusted uh, Patient Zero to to handle all that, and um, you know, basically, uh, you know, it was cool that you didn't really have to front anything that they were willing to to do at all. But yeah, the, that's awesome. You know, uh, that's what I'm saying about the, the music. People care that much that uh, they're willing to do that for you guys, and for you to say that you guys didn't really have a relationship with Patient Zero before. That's that's insane, and uh, yeah. you know, pretty cool. Yeah, super thankful for that. It was awesome. 100%. Yeah. Still got a lot. Still have like all the records at my house. Just, oh, that you shipped to us. Yeah. Yeah. We have like all of them. We're just waiting. Like, now we'll finally get, be able to sell them. So, yeah. True. So, that, you know, as uh, shows are, you know, starting to, come in uh you know by the droves you, you think about it now there's shows happening everywhere do you guys have any plans to do anything soon or are you, are you guys like waiting for a specific time frame to play a show uh we're actually playing one day after tomorrow that's like we're playing in mobile that's like an hour away like less than an hour away from Pensacola. but um it's kind of just like a smaller show um it's nothing like you know we were planning for months or anything like that we just got asked to play one and you know shows are in the stage of like you know being cool to go to again like with covid and stuff so mm -hmm. um you know i'm stoked we were stoked we were like okay cool sure you know yeah gotta start somewhere and uh, start again somewhere do you know who's on that bill with you guys uh there's like some local bands um there's a newer band um i don't know uh, what's it called tough cookie and then uh, mm -hmm. that's a pentacle band yeah and then like another mobile band called empty hands and i think it's like pop punk um so just like a small local show but it'll be cool yeah and true like like every time we play in mobile uh we're playing on friday it's always kind of like, like a mixed uh mixed genre bill so another one of those so i think to my knowledge we're the only like actual hardcore band on it um then that's me speaking of you know i haven't actually heard a lot of the other bands we're playing with um you know in a couple of days but maybe i'll be pleasantly surprised that's awesome that's I, I i always like those shows because uh, i I, I'm, I'm a fan um, i'm sure like most people like you know like multiple genres of music so I, I always think it's awesome to be able to go to a show and hear like you know so many different bands uh, with different sounds on the same bill and uh, and granted it might not be everyone's like most favorite thing but for, for me I, I always think it's fun and interesting and especially when there's uh, bands like on the flyer that i don't recognize or i've never heard of i for me it's always cool to just go check out new live music and uh you know not not all the time but you know there's sometimes where i'm surprised i'm like holy shit like i've never heard this band before they're super sick like you know this is cool that i was able to catch it live because now like they got me hooked dude 100 percent. that's yeah. like 
that was like the name of the game for like every other show at our uh our venue that uh our bro rob good speed opened um that uh is kind of in like a closed down stage right now you know going to be reimagined into another venue here that's a little sooner this year but um i don't know if uh, you've heard of it or anything but it's called nine moves and every time we played there like dude there was like there were some shows that were like you know all hardcore which are great but i'd say most of the shows had like the mix of all of pensacola on it and it was like dude there was always like a, a band you know at least one band on a show that you know you go to you see everyone you know and you know end up really liking them so yeah yeah that was pretty sick really just the space for like any kid that's like into music could come and if they have a band they could play or they just want to see like what's around so because there was like that was probably the time where i saw the most new kids and even now there's like newer bands popping up out of covid too which is really cool so yeah, no, I, I think places yeah. like Night Moves are important because uh, for, for kids to know that, all right, cool, like, let me go here and there's going to be uh, all sorts of different types of bands. And uh, and you never know, uh, you know, who you're going to inspire or like what kids are going to take to you know the, the stuff that you're doing. So just to kind of have everybody and especially just have having that that unity, right, just having everybody from the same scene, just going to this one place and knowing that uh, even if their band isn't, uh, you know, some hardcore band or pop punk, or whatever, like you guys can all just, you know, come together under the same roof and play the same shows. So I, I think places like that are really important. So it's, it's really cool that you guys, you know, have that. And, you know, and also hearing that, you know, that's where you were seeing a lot of, you know, new faces. And now there's like newer bands popping up. I, I think that's really awesome. Dude, definitely for sure, man. Yeah, and yeah, for, for and for kids to want to you know stay creative during uh, you know this past year, it, it, it's cool that um, you know people were able to you know have that time and you know create new projects. And I'm I'm always curious to to see what like you know this upcoming year is going to be like because obviously there's been like so many bands that had put out records like you guys that didn't really get a chance to do anything on it, and now these opportunities are finally coming around and. Uh, you guys are gonna be able to do stuff and i'm also curious to see like you know what like new stuff is coming out of all this dude yeah it's i feel like there's there's been like over the past year like everyone that's been in like a bigger band or just like you know everyone that's had a band idea has been like all right let's let's like take this time we're not playing shows with this main band or whatever and like put our time into this one we haven't really like you know written that much for or something and now i feel like within the next year we're going to see like some more new bands than we've ever seen in like one year just kind of pop up and be added to these awesome shows like you know a bunch of record releases coming up i can imagine and i'm, I'm curious about you two have you guys been working on anything new or different oh yeah all kinds of stuff uh where do we start i guess we get started burning strong <laughs> true yeah uh what was it we have the comp song coming out next week, um, July 24th. And then, I mean, it's, I guess we can just say it. We have like a... <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter. Yeah, Look. we have a, a split now that we've written for, have it recorded. Um, and we're like in the stages of kind of like going back and forth on the mixes. And okay. uh, yeah, seeing like which is the final one but yesterday i think it was like the nail coffin with the ones we heard we were like okay that sounds yeah for sure sick so and how many songs yeah. on your guys' side of the split three 
Three song. Yeah. So it's like three and three, you know, not too little, you know, mm-hmm. it's quick, but I think the songs, I, I really like them because I really, I think that they're a good follow-up to the LP that we put out last year. And, you know, they're, I think, I don't want to say they're better. No, they're better. Okay. <laughs> yeah. They're better. But like that's not to say that I don't like the other ones. Yeah. But like I, mm-hmm. I'm just really proud of them because you know I keep listening to them back. Even like I, we've heard these tracks like 40 times each by now. Like, um, and they're still like just as good. And it's just something. It's just nice to you know be done recording and have written something that you know just stoked to be, you know, proud to put out there. You know, doesn't it, it's not like a drop off from the last release. And it's, they're different from the comp song too. So it's like you, you'll hear you'll hear the comp song, and then you'll be like, okay, um, I don't know how I feel about that one. And then you can wait to, to split and see if you like that one or not. But they're different, so it's cool. I'm I'm excited to see people's reaction to them. Yeah. And I'm curious, are you able to say who the split is with? Yeah, it's uh this band called Qualifier. Uh, they're from Birmingham, Alabama. They're sick. It's they're like a kid dynamite lifetime kind of style. Okay, interesting. That that's awesome. I'm I'm definitely looking forward to that. But I, I'm curious about the timeline of um, writing. Did you guys uh, write the comp song? Uh, what goes untold before the split? I think I I know we wrote on that before those songs, but all four like the comp song and then the three split songs were kind of like being like you know messed with you know over this downtime um kind of at the same rate but then we just kind of selected that one um for the comp and then went full force on it and was like all right let's you know make this awesome and then kind of that one's done and then we went to the three yeah i mean we recorded the comp back in march yeah and then uh we just got done with the split songs. What was that? Like, last month or May? I, I don't even know. I can't remember. The time is flying, <laughs> yeah. dude. It's like I'm so busy all the time that I just like it's literally going to be the middle. It's already the middle of July. Yeah, it's going to be like fall before I know it. So I think it was like a month ago, probably we reported them. It took like a weekend, went over to our uh, friend Tyler's uh, studio in Tallahassee called KOTP Recordings. Mm hmm. And uh, knocked them out there. It's awesome. And I'm actually happy to see you guys on the comp because I, f- I felt like you guys were a, a shoe in for the first one. And I- I'm not sure what happened there if you guys uh, were asked or if there just wasn't enough time to get a song out for it. But uh, I was a-, a little bummed when I didn't see you guys on the comp. But then when I heard you're on the second one, I'm like, okay, cool. Finally, I- I'm glad this is happening. I'm super stoked because that- cause at that point, Right, the record had already been out. There wasn't really any news, so I'm like, all right, cool. I'm just stoked to know that uh, Burning Strong is gonna make it on the comp. So that that's cool for the history books. But then also, it was cool to know that you guys were still a band because uh, you know I, I I never know because obviously like I'm not really I'm um, you know talking to everyone about their bands every day. So uh, it, it was just like a, a little quiet on my side. So when I saw that, I was just like super stoked. Oh yeah, dude. Try to like. Yeah, I don't know what happened to the first one, Carter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who knows? I'm going to have to have a talk with him about that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, I, I'm i just stoked to be on the second one because I know it's just, it's going to, like, you know, it's, I'm I'm just really glad it's getting promoted well. 
Um, so it seems just like the hype is building for it. So, you know, I think every band, um, every band song is probably going to be awesome. I haven't heard anything, but um, no, obviously. But. Yeah. And some people got the CD from the Unity barbecue. I didn't, mm-hmm. I just found out about that one. So yeah. Some people have already heard it. That's crazy. Yeah. And uh, I know after the barbecue, Carter had put some online and those were already all sold out. So it's like, yeah, for anybody who didn't get a chance to get a CD, they're going to just have to wait to be able to pre-order the vinyl um, in about 10 days. Yeah, true. Hopefully it puts it on Spotify too. Let's hope. Oh yeah. Um, I'll have to, yeah, I'm I'm sure it'll it'll be up there. Uh, Yeah. He's, he's pretty good about that, but uh i'm yeah like i said i'm I'm stoked that the 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 band is still active but how has it been for you guys uh you know the the fire rages on comes out and you had these plans right and then obviously everything gets put on pause did that just kind of take the wind out of yourselves where you guys just you're just like all right cool like we can't do anything like let's just kind of put the band on pause till things change or were you guys always um staying creative and wanting and still writing during that whole uh, 2020 Oh, you want to? Um, I mean, I don't think at all it took like the wind out of our sails, because um, we do have like a lot of bands that we're a part of, uh, like each respectively a part of here in Pensacola, and I think that like, you know, here and there sometimes, you know, with those since we really only play with those bands uh, like locally and um, don't really have any big plans um, to do any tours or anything, or you know, with those, I, I feel like. You know, maybe with COVID, we were probably like, all right, let's not, you know, we're not going to do anything with these bands, probably start writing when shows come back. But with uh, Burning Strong, you know, I can remember, it's been like over a year now, but I, I don't remember us any, ever being like, well, maybe like, I, I, no one was really ever like bummed about it. I mean, yeah, we were bummed that we couldn't play shows like immediately with the uh, record coming out. But I mean, we could have waited to put the LP out. Um, you know, but I just, we just wanted to put it out there because, you know, why not? Yeah. No one had anything else to do than just listen to music. So, I mean, I feel like we had a, just a good of chance then as uh, people hearing it and, you know, putting it out while shows are happening too. But um, yeah, just kind of like kept, we didn't, we didn't like meet up much, um, you know, in the early stages mm-hmm. to write or anything. But to be honest, that's like, we don't really have like practices like together that we sit and write at. It's honestly pretty much just like everyone kind of goes back into their like creative space and just like gets riffs or gets parts, you know, Kevin write lyrics and, you know, we'll all just kind of like put it together out of practice and kind of work at it there. But we never really like ever start from scratch, you know, at, at practice. No. Yeah. Know, with new stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think even, after the release of the record and um when things with like covid like you you know you had to like you couldn't do anything but um i mean i was still sending songs in the group chat tito was still sending songs and rob was you know like we were constantly writing so and there were even songs that we didn't put on the on the record so we have like tons of ideas out <laughs> yeah and, and i was yeah i was just saying i was like doing nothing but playing drums like I would play drums for like hours each day, just, you know, obviously to practice and just, you know, play. Um, but, 
you know, they would send the tracks and I would like play along to the iPhone recording, um, you know, stuff like that. So we were always having ideas going. And like he was saying, we, we don't have like full songs, like perfectly ready to go, but we have a lot of ideas, like, you know, ready to evolve and like, you know, be turned into something else later. Yeah. And are those older ideas good enough to be better than the songs on the split? I don't know. I mean, it, it's like one of those things where we'll go back, you know, once we start writing like heavily again, um, you know, after the split's been out and in the comp song, I think we'll probably go back and just, you know, we won't use everything, but uh, it's in the past we've, you know, at least for me, like I won't have listened to the riffs or like, you know, ideas for a while. And then I, I listen back months later. I'm like, this is still awesome. Like, I, I love it. Yeah, I, so. I definitely have riffs from when we were planning the last record that didn't get used. And I'm definitely going to bring them out <laughs> again to the guys and be like, I, I think we should, you know, work on this a little more. Yeah. Just because, you know, I'm into it. But um, there's no shortage here. It's just like, that's the cool thing with this band is um i think i said this last time there's like three of us that are you know we're coming up with riffs and then matt constantly brings in his ideas as well so it's it's very fluid yeah i I think that's awesome that there's like multiple creative people in the band to you know kind of keep that flow going um but i am curious uh with mac and uh, even you kevin I, i'm thinking about the band too because I, I i you guys used to be more active on social media but it seems like a, a lot of you have slowed down and i'm not sure if that was like you know like a, a collective idea between all of you guys or did it just kind of happen that way you mean like individually yeah um i can speak for me um i know we didn't like plan it or anything you know how like some bands will kind of go dark at the same time Mm -hmm. and maybe like switch their profiles around and like delete a bunch of stuff which is cool um but like we never talked about that i just know that i'm like really really bad at posting on instagram other than in my stories i post like a bunch on the story but like i never think to actually like make a post unless like something big happens a lot of fast and furious true true (laughs) yeah yeah sometimes i'll throw like cool screenshots from like you know first three movies up there but uh I don't know. I I don't really uh, use social media like that. I just I try not to be on it too much, really. I I feel it takes a lot of my free time and of me like just looking at my phone, and then I have to do something else. But um, yeah, that's that's my take on it. I just I, never know what to post. So. <laughs> it's just tiring to me. <laughs> For sure. No, that that, that that's totally fair. Um, honestly, it might be better to just not be on it a whole lot because. Um, yeah, when uh, I, I found out that I was, uh, you know, I found out Mackie, you were going to be on the podcast. I was super stoked. I'm like, oh, crap. Like, I, like it kind of hit me. I'm like, I haven't really seen him on, uh, you know, Instagram lately. Like, I'm, you know, happy to, to hear from him. So, yeah, that that's just something that uh, I don't know why it, it like clicked with me when I heard your name. But I was like, yeah, I haven't, you know, really seen you guys on Instagram. But it's, you know, totally fine. And I'm happy that you guys are just here. And, you know, I'm just stoked to be talking to you guys. Dude, yeah, for sure. Mac drums for literally every band of ours, so you can ask him as many questions yeah. for any band. I don't know. <laughs> I, not every band, but in the past, yeah, lots. Yeah, I, I, I know uh, 
I, I was a fan, and I'm still a fan of Heatseeker. I have like a Heatseeker shirt hanging back here somewhere. But um, <laughs> any news with uh, that band? You guys doing anything, or is it just kind of like just in chill mode? You know what? We're definitely in chill mode. Um, always in chill mode with, <laughs> with Heatseeker. Always chill. Definitely. Now, our vocalist went and moved to Indiana, back to Indiana. Mm-hmm. So there's no way we're playing a show unless he comes back, which he does periodically. So maybe, you know, maybe we'll play soon now that shows are coming back, at least in Pensacola call area mm-hmm. um, with him. But I think we might try to start doing some shows with a different vocalist and do a little uh, switch We'll switch around of instruments in the band and uh, maybe someone on vocals that's not normally on vocals. But uh, I mean, that's just like an idea we were talking about mm-hmm. half jokingly, but we would do it anyways because um, it'd be awesome. And honestly, I love playing those songs. I didn't write like half those drum parts. Like I, um, for the newer stuff I did, but like I wasn't the original drummer. Um, this dude josh was and he wrote like the demo stuff um and i love playing it so i hope we start playing soon because that that's just like super fun stuff to play but um yeah we'll see yeah i i hope so because i missed out on seeing you guys when i was in florida and i i felt so cheated and i was so bummed that i missed you guys at that pre-show because that was like the, the main yeah. yeah that was the main reason why i wanted to go to the pre-show because all the other bands i had already seen before and it was cool to be able to see them again but i was like you know i was like i had to get there for, for heat seeker but unfortunately i didn't make it in and i was i was just so bummed i i totally understand that i was like i was playing in the show and i felt like i couldn't get in the venue i was like <laughs> wait which there was so much crazy security there and i was like okay like everyone is standing like chilling next to the door like kind of like yo like do you have a wristband you know because people were trying to sneak people in and stuff i think it was free yeah um but regardless dude like i'm not like i totally get it not being able to get into that one that was nuts like very confusing but that being cool. yeah it's fine yeah, I, I definitely sure. underestimated uh, the amount of people that were going to show up because uh, I, I think my friends and I were like pretty like relaxed about getting there early. Right? Like, oh, don't worry about it. Like, it'll be fine. Yeah. And then we pulled up and do the you know line around the building, and we're like, oh shit, we're probably not going to make it in here. Dude, I, I I was so nervous because like not to play the show, but I'm like, where do I park? <laughs> how do I get my drum stuff? I didn't have that much stuff, but like, how do I get my stuff in there? Like whose kid am I using? And we didn't know anything. Yeah, it, it was, was it was like off a busy street too. Yeah, it was like downtown. Um, was it Ebor? Ebor? Yeah, city. Ebor. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, straight up downtown, and uh, I ended up, I think, somehow parking in the middle of the road with <laughs> like people going around me, and I was like taking my drums like across this busy road. I was like, okay, this is, or taking my like, cymbals and stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was nuts. Ended up being cool, but uh, definitely crazy. Yeah, so I'm hoping whenever I'm back in Florida, hopefully timing works out and uh, Heat Seekers randomly playing a show that I can make it into. Dude, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I mean, I see Madball playing in Tampa like all the time now for some reason. Um, I don't know. I think it's cool, but like I feel like I've seen like a flyer for four different shows at least, or maybe I'm seeing the same one over and over. But like, I'm like, we need to play that one. 
like that would be so cool like i don't know when you were when when you would be here but that's like something that heat seeker would do i feel like is try to play like a one-off but hilariously like seven hours away yeah all the way in tampa it's it's crazy that you mentioned Madball because it, it it seems like I'm not sure if they had like this whole tour planned, um, and they just were able to see you know like peer into the future because uh, I feel I feel like they set it off right they 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 play that show in that Thompson or Thompson uh, Thompson Square Park excuse yeah. me, and then that oh just kind of you know it sent shockwaves like across like you know the entire United States and uh, I felt like that was the the real jumping point because obviously there was like shows here and there but nothing like I felt like as public as that, that was. was- yeah, that was the first one I saw that was like, who cares? We're tired of waiting. And they just went for it. And I was like, and then after that, I saw like, you know, so many flyers popping up for mostly stuff in like late July and August. Mm-hmm. But still, I was like, I think that, you know, like you said, was the, the show that made people start like putting a green line on like actually booking venues and stuff. Yeah. And and at this point right now, like I can't remember a time where I have so many tickets purchased in advance because normally I'm, I'm like super lazy. I'm like, yeah, I'll just get it the day of. It's not going to sell out. Uh, but you know, yeah. I, but you know, things are so like highly anticipated and people just wanting to see these bands that they ha- haven't been able to uh, you know see over a year and a half. So seriously, yeah. like so many shows are selling out, and then obviously like they're adding more nights, and it's just like it, it's it's awesome to see, but it's oh, also yeah. like just kind of funny to me when I think about it. I'm like, yeah, it's like I can't remember the last time. Yeah, I had so many like pre-purchased tickets in advance. Dude, yeah, I saw. Um, I don't know where you live in California. What? Do you live next to like where those God's Hate shows are happening? Not uh, super close. Uh, it's not super far away. It's, it's probably like maybe like an hour drive, just depending on the traffic. I I, I live in um, Anaheim, yeah. so uh, Orange County, California. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, I was gonna say I I saw those. Like speaking of shows that are selling out, like I literally saw someone post that. Like someone in the band posted, and then literally like two hours later the same thing but just with the giant sold out and i was like oh my god so yeah i I, if there were shows happening around where we are right now i'd be Mm. buying tickets too i'd be like secure in the spot yeah we don't really have anything doing no not really i mean short of like huge artists coming to like new orleans but like vinyl vinyl okay I don't know if this show will sell out. I highly doubt it. But um, there is an August Burns Red show. Oh, hell yeah. That's going to be awesome. I'll be there. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm going to buy pre-tickets to that. But now that we're talking about it, I'll probably be doing it. <laughs> Just I mean, in I'm case. Not, I'm not going to Yeah, I know. It would be such a bummer to, you know, a venue 10 minutes away from my house, like, yeah. sells out and I can't get it. Yeah, that would be a bummer. But anything like else, I can't think of, really. Yeah, it's pretty dark around here right now. Is that uh, typical? Uh, is there like a because uh, do uh, hardcore tour normally uh, you know pass through your area? So the thing that usually happens, or the thing that's happened, like this was like the staple move in like twenty, like early to like twenty ten to like twenty fifteen ish. Okay. In this area, a band would be on tour, but like not select Pensacola right off the bat. But they would play Houston, and then they'd play, like, Atlanta. Or New Orleans. Yeah. And then there'd be, like, a day or two in between. And then someone would, you know, whoever's booking the show would be like, yo, do you want to take this tour? The show will be crazy. Like, it'll be worth it. You have an off day. Like, you want to play. But, uh, yeah, 
it's usually like the um for bigger stuff it's usually houston and then orlando um and that's like a super far way but pensacola is like dead middle so like Mm -hmm. that's usually the sell on that it's like come play pensacola and like not have to drive insane amounts you know in like one day but yeah not really i can't think of anything that's like coming here like other than the avr show i don't know that's interesting uh, yeah and in a perfect world the code orange show would get rescheduled but (laughs) i totally understand that's not gonna happen but it is what it is well, I, I saw that they were, uh, did they have a show booked? Because I, I saw a flyer, but I, I can't remember exactly what it was for. Yeah, it's like a, I think a Pittsburgh show. I think just one, um, like the first show back, but it, it sold out like immediately, I think. Yeah. As expected. No, for sure. That, that band is uh, awesome, and they've only gotten bigger since last year, right? Um, Dude, yeah. I was super bummed that I wasn't able to see them because I, I had plans to go to Coachella to, to see them. They were they were the reason that I was going to go last year. Like obviously there was like a couple other acts that I was um, excited to see, uh, but they were like the main driving force behind me going back. But I, I was just super mm-hmm. bummed that uh, that they weren't able to play. I, I'm hoping that they're able to get back on a, a fest like that. Just you know, just to kind of get that exposure and just you know get in front of more like you know eyes and ears. Yeah, that would have been a uh, coming together a world that I would have liked to see as well. <laughs> that would have been awesome. I wouldn't have gone because that's like so far away, mm-hmm. but I would have loved to watch the video. I hope they I hope they get back on it. Yeah, same here. And uh it's it's not that far from where I live and it actually happens like one city over from where I grew up. So it's like uh, you know, so it's basically well, just just me going back and like uh visiting my parents and seeing some of my friends and uh, Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. Thanks. But yeah, hopefully in a perfect world, uh, Code Orange comes back and you guys are able to get on that show because that'd be a, a cool, uh, you know, kind of full circle thing. Like, all right, like this thing got canceled, but it's, it's back and here we are. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it's like next year, I don't care. Still down. And as far as um, you guys have that show coming up in a couple of days, uh, do you want to be more active or are you guys just kind of taking whatever you get offered or are you out there actively trying to you know play more shows and get out there more? Uh, you go. I'll try. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we definitely want to be more active now that like things are kind of uh, start, starting to go off again. Um, I mean, we have, some tour dates planned. Uh, I don't. When when are you releasing this pod? It should be. Uh, what's today? I don't, my schedule mixed up. This this will be um, out in a couple days on the the nineteenth. Five days. Oh, five days. Okay. I mean, I think it'll be announced. We have some tour dates with Magnitude coming up um, later this year. So that we're super stoked on. And then um, we've actually been asked to do quite a few different things. We're just trying to like figure out what makes sense and what we can make work. Uh-huh. Um, Cause we're trying to do as much as we possibly can. So, um, but, and then we have a record, the record release show. Um, that's pretty much like the next couple of months. Um, and then we're just going to try to plan more 
especially for going into next year after we release all this like the newer stuff so and still like we never got the tour off of the record yet so we definitely want to do that and i'm curious uh with magnitude is that going to be like a regional thing or is it like full u.s it's just going to be florida shows it's like a like four days um I don't really know if I can be talking about it. <laughs> I think it's fine. <laughs> I read it was getting announced Friday. Yeah. but So if you don't yeah. see it, please cut this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it, it's all right. You guys, um, you know, it, people break news on here all the time. Like there was, uh, I, I, yeah, it, this is normal. This is a commonplace, right? People tune in because they know they'll be getting uh, some, uh, you know, worthy news. So it, it, it's fine. Far. Now, I'm I'm really selfish. I always have to ask because I would love to see Burning Strong on the West Coast. That's like a dream of mine. Yeah, me too. And obviously, like my my dream tour is Fury, Burning Strong, you know, worldwide takeover. But uh, as you guys become more busy and you get these you know uh, you know shows under your belt, the record release, the magnitude run in Florida, uh, are there any plans or any thoughts of even trying to come out west branch out you know over here because i know there's a ton of kids out here that would love to see you guys out here yeah i mean there's been like a few different bands that have asked us like you know if we like want to try to come out there we'll like work with us and try to get us some shows i think it's just as far as like um and i we were planning and we were trying to figure out what we could do but that was like pre-pandemic so we'll definitely try to get those conversations going again. But yeah, I mean, I, I've still never been to California, so I would, I would definitely love to come out there and play some shows. Yeah. Well, but, that would be a great first time, right? California burning strong shows. Super sick. Dude, let's, let's go hard. Let's go California Pacific Northwest. Yeah, I would love that. Let's hit the whole thing. Yeah. Okay, this is what I think. Uh, you know, for bands that are like kind of pressed for time and and maybe want to just do a, a couple of days on the West Coast, I feel like that's the move, right? And um, uh, they did it a couple of years ago. It was Eco Strike. Um, who else? I can't remember. I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Magnitude, maybe, or was that a different tour? I don't know. I think Envision was on there. Yeah. Oh and, my god, I remember that. Yeah, they they started in the Pacific Northwest. Work their way down yep. through California, and then I they I think they ended in like Arizona, and then you kind of did a couple of dates, you know, on the way back home. But I'm like, that's the move, because you get to go see the, that awesome scene up there, and then the Pacific Northwest, you know, tons of awesome bands up there, and then you work your way down through California, and obviously there's the you know up there in NorCal, the Bay Area, and then you you know if you want get some stuff in Central California, then hit LA, Orange County, San Diego. It's like so many good scenes and i feel like that's like that's the move for bands just you know do it that way or either start up north work your way down to california or start at the bottom of the california work your way up and end in the pacific northwest like either way i, I think it, there's like great opportunity and so many awesome bands and scenes to to be seen and, and obviously uh there's a you know tons of hungry kids that would love to see these bands that don't really get to get out here that often so uh th- that's what i think uh more bands should try to do and i get that it's hard with you know trying to get time off and coordinate stuff and you know get things booked um, especially now since things are getting like way busy but that's what i would love if you guys could do that i think that would be the move 
dude, a hundred percent. Yeah, I like the. I really like the idea of going like up and then all the way down, and then maybe like, I mean, if we all had like an insane amount of time, do like a week and a half thing, and just like go, you know, Pacific Northwest, like you said, down through Cali, and then kind of just come home. But I don't know. That means we would have to drive all the way to the Pacific Northwest, maybe. All right, oh, we could fly. Yeah, true. Fly, um, yeah, big car. Yeah, fly and then rent a van. Yeah. Mm. Oh, true. I I don't know why I always think of taking my personal car. That would never work. <laughs> yeah, that's a long drive. Florida, Florida to Seattle would be insane. Oh my god. Yeah, and you guys could get even crazier. Cross the border, go play in Mexico. Go see what they have down there. Yeah, I so I listened to your episode with Marty earlier today. Okay. <laughs> His and Mexico stories. I was just like, yeah, I don't know if I would do that. Man. Yeah, it seems I'm, pretty sketchy. <laughs> That's uh, that, honestly, I I didn't know it was going to get that crazy. Shout out to Marty from uh, Struck Nerve. But when he told that story, I was just like, this is like way more than I had um, you know, anticipated. But it was awesome to hear that story. And I was blown away because, like I said, on, on that episode with Marty, like I would have lost my you know, um, will to carry on like so early on. Like I would not have wanted to go back once I got you know, to once I got back to the border. I'm like, all right, cool. We're back at the border. Like, let's just go home. Like, this is too crazy. But for them to you know, be so down to you know, go all the way back you know, deep into Mexico after all that trouble, like super insane yeah i mean he said it was pre-iphone so it's probably you know obviously manageable now so but yeah 100 percent. i was listening to it and when he said it was pre-iphone i was like dude there's no way i would i would not be able to handle myself yeah no it definitely seemed like it would be pretty sketchy like i went to one mexico show back in the day like pre-iphone and like i like we we parked our cars uh, on the American side of the border and just walked over and then we got in this like fake taxi not like the, the not like the pornos but like this guy just pulled up right <laughs> <laughs> it was just like um it, it was like right it was like this like weird traffic circle and uh, we were trying to like wave down like a real taxi but then this guy just pulled over and we piled in like maybe like like six people in just like a normal sedan and uh we had one girl who uh, you know sh- she spoke english and spanish so she was the the translator and he was like yeah just um i heard how much he charges but he he, he at first said a, a flat fee and we're like okay that sounds cheap so um he, he took us from like right right across the border to this bar where my friend's band was playing um and then when we got there he was just like all right like you know pay up but like that flat fee wasn't so flat it was just like per person and we're like oh you fucking scoundrel like all right so like we, we just paid him but and it, it wasn't like crazy expensive but we just felt like he, he duped us um but then I, I remember being at the show and i was like holy shit like my mom and i was i was like younger back then i was probably like like 18 or 19 and i was like my mom doesn't know i'm in mexico if i don't make it out of here alive it's going to be a sad story and, and I, I did feel a little sketched out because i'd never been to a show in mexico before it was in some like dark like dingy bar so i was just kind of just like minding my own business not really trying to you know get too crazy or too rowdy but um yeah, no. yeah so I, I i i can imagine probably be a like a little better now that uh you know you have access to the internet and uh, you know smartphone so you, you won't feel so lost or if you know bad things do happen you can at least tweet about it so somebody can come find you yeah yeah i'm i'm sure like if we were to get asked and it would it would be manageable i'm sure we could work it out i'm just totally ignorant to like the whole culture you know it's like i that's completely foreign to me so 
mm-hmm. and I've only seen or heard horror stories. <laughs> yeah, I feel like bands used to do it more frequent, like you know, like early like two thousands. I I know so, um, some bands still go over there, but it's not as often as it used to be. Yeah, dude, I never. That's that's a good point. I never see bands really touring Mexico like that. But hearing you guys talk about that makes me want to literally. I'm gonna listen to uh, that podcast on the way home today. Like I'm gonna throw that on immediately. I have to hear that. Okay. I'm sure the food is amazing. That would be one thing true. Also, look forward to nutrition. Now, I, I am curious. You guys did mention Fast and the Furious earlier. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. So, um, Mac, are, are you like a like diehard fan? The super fan. Right? I. Yes, but there's a couple stipulations. Okay, let's hear it. There. Okay. I'm a fan of the original stuff, and before they realize what sells in movie theaters in America, and what I mean by that is the first three. So you take the one, two, and three. Okay. Specifically specifically revolving around the cars and like the cars are the stars of the show. There's a, there's the backstory, you know, the crime going on and, you know, obviously being like undercover, but the, okay. I, I've rewatched all of them recently. Like I watched the first three, like, you know, a few times a month, like no. <laughs> straight up. Okay. <laughs> They're awesome. And so I never really like watched four through four through eight. Because, you know, it's it's cool. The story's cool. But, like, it's an action film at that point. But like, you made it, sure it, to see them in theater. 100%. Yeah, yeah. Okay. First one I ever saw in theaters was the third one. This is just because I was so young. First one I ever saw in my life was the second one. Got on DVD when it came out. But that's when I started loving it. But, yeah, four through eight are awesome and uh, are super entertaining. And I rewatched them recently. And, uh yeah man like they're they're cool but like the first three are it for me i love it and i saw the ninth one like night of that it came out well not the pre-release night you know how it comes out like one night before mm-hmm. when like the opening night like i saw and uh, i'm going to see it again tonight so <laughs> be awesome, okay so <laughs> I, I I've I've seen one through eight. I, I haven't seen the ninth one yet, just because uh, you know the theaters uh, uh, like out here like they opened, they closed, and they just reopened like not too long ago. So I, I just haven't taken the opportunity to go uh, you know see it yet. Uh, I I plan on it eventually, but I, I feel like yeah, one two three, um, th- those ones are, are good. But then after that, I feel like that's when they start turning into like superheroes. I feel like you know like yeah. right. Right. So I, I feel like the earlier movies are kind of like their origin stories and then they kind of slowly grow into these crazy superheroes because obviously like these missions and stuff they start going on are like way crazier. And obviously it's not taking place in just like one city. They're doing like worldwide shit, which is insane. 100%. But but it is a little weird with the actual timeline because right like the movies for people who aren't familiar uh it's not just uh like one two three uh or, or excuse me like one through nine it's not a, a chronological order like it, they, they kind of skip around like like one and two are like back to back but then number three takes place like way further in the future and then like i, I can't remember is it super like far. yeah super far in the future and then like four or five they kind of jump back and it's like this weird skipping around which i, I which i didn't know for the longest time until i decided because i was like super late uh 
to the franchise. So I was like, all right, like let me sit down and figure this out. And then when I realized that it was like this weird timeline, I, I just th- I thought it was super trippy, and I don't understand why they, they did it that way. But but it all makes sense. Like there's not like too many like you know uh, plot holes. But um, dude, they they bring it together. Yeah, for sure. And f- for them to be able to do it, you know, with so so many movies, I, I think it is, uh, you know, kind of impressive. And they're like, and I feel like you kind of have to like suspend like you know belief uh, when watching those movies. You just have to go in there wanting just to have fun, right? Because a lot of the stuff is just so dude, ridiculous. That, okay, it's funny you say that exact sentence. Because that's how I get people to come watch the movies with me. Okay. Like, like, okay. So I kind of organized a group of like straight up eight of us to go see the new one. And then like, I was met with, uh, I don't know, at first, like, like, uh, like, and then I explained it like that. I'm like, dude, just go in. It's like an action movie. Not even really about cars now. Like the cars are there and they, they, you know, for the, the diehard fans, they're like, there's some like callbacks, you know, with the different cars here and there, especially at the end, end credit scene of the new one. But regardless, I uh, I explain it like that. I'm just like, dude, just go in, get some popcorn, get a soda. Yes, 100%. And um, it's funny you say the superhero thing because right after <laughs> I noticed this in like Fast Five, because the beginning of Fast Five is like insane. Um, so I think it might be six. Whichever one they're going alongside the train and they have to like, they steal a car out of the train mm-hmm. and they, they take the car. Yeah. That's the beginning of that one. That's when they start becoming basically like Marvel characters. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but it's funny as hell to me because like there's no justification for the stuff they do. Like they literally jump out of like buildings and stuff now. Like they're, they're basically superheroes. But regular ass people, because like, it's like you can justify the superheroes doing that crazy stuff because they have powers and they, that's literally the movie. But it's hilarious because in these movies, they're just normal people that are like, uh, like, I don't care. I can get shot and be fine. Like literally just, I can take the bullet out of my own arm. Like it's fine. Like, yeah. And I can withstand getting hit by a car like 10 times. Yeah, totally cool. There was a a, a meme that I saw there. Like, oh, they just turned a Dom into the Hulk, and it had this scene of a uh, Dom and um, oh, what's his name, uh, uh, Shaw fighting on uh, in, in some parking garage, and then they showed Dom just kind of stomp the ground, and the parking garage side that yeah. Shaw's on just starts uh, just caves in, and you're oh. like, what the hell? Like, yeah, like no normal human <laughs> has that kind of power. Dude, the okay, I think it was Fast Seven. Like, I, I'm like, I'm not blurry on this, but like, my memory is actually really bad. So, like, sometimes to remember stuff about movies I even love, I have to watch again. Um, regardless, they're stealing this car in Dubai and mm-hmm. the, the movie where they literally jump between two buildings and they have to steal this chip out of this car. And Paul Walker is under the car trying to get the chip. But like, can't get under there because it's so low to the ground. And then fucking, then Dom comes over. He's like, all right. And just without saying anything, he literally like pulls up on the front of the car and lifts it, you know, like over his knees, like nothing. And or he says he's, it, you know, he claims to be like struggling, but I'm like, dude, no way, no, no way could that ever happen. But but that goes back to him basically being the Hulk. So I totally get that. Yeah, and shout out to Ronda Rousey being in that that movie. Uh, I, I used to be a, a, a huge fan of Ronda Rousey until she turned her back on everyone in the um, MMA community. But it was fun to see her in that movie. I didn't even know that happened. 
her turning her back on that community, but I know that she was a huge part of it. And when I saw that movie, I was like, that is insane that they got, that it's, it's kind of random. If you go back and watch, you're just like, why is she in this movie? But mm-hmm. like, and it's funny as hell to me because like, you can tell she's not really like a trained like actress because of just how she like delivers her lines and stuff. And, but it's just one of those, you're so far in the freaking movie franchise at that point where everything's just kind of funny and like everything's ridiculous. So like, I was just, I just took it. I was like, this is cool. And is the series ending at 11 or 10? I can't remember. 10. 10. Okay. So the next or one. So they say, yeah. So they say, oh, they say, so they say, okay. And I mean, they, they all, yeah, I was going to say they all make like a billion dollars. I mean, like, since Fast 7, uh, Furious 7, sorry, <laughs> they make like a billion dollars in the theaters. And I know this one's killing it. I don't know the updated numbers, you know, a couple weeks later now. But like, even with, you know, people kind of still being wary about going back to the theater, depending on where you're at, you know, still killing it. So, I don't know. Maybe they'll stop it then. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. And it, are you a fan of Hobbs and Shaw? Did you like that spinoff? Yes, because this is similar to the Saw spinoff that just came out. I could talk about that for like two hours now. <laughs> um, if you want, that could be a separate podcast. But okay, so the Hobbs and Shaw thing was cool to me because that that right there is a straight up action movie. There's mm-hmm. no, it's not like it's the pure Fast and Furious franchise that produces it or whatever you know. But like, it's its own thing, you know. So like, I don't count that as a fast and furious movie okay um but it's cool to me because it was just a really cool action film with stars of this already awesome franchise and i was like that's how i took it and i was just like this is cool like to be honest i saw it and i could not tell you what the plot was like now um over a year later or however long that was i think that was before covid yeah like well before Mm -hmm. yeah but uh I remember having a great time in the theater. So I was there opening night too. I was just like, screw it. This is going to be cool. Okay. So I, I'm a fan of spoilers. I haven't seen uh, the newest Fast and Furious movie. Can you tell me, does Hobbs come out in that film? No. Okay. So he's still beefing. He, oh, no. Sorry. Um, he's still beefing with Vin Diesel yeah. that hard where they're just going to stay separate. Wait, dude, I, okay, this is literally going back to what I just said about, like, my memory being so shitty that, like, I I need to, like, watch it again. That's why I'm glad I'm going tonight, because I'm like, okay, that movie is so crazy, I need to watch it one more time. Okay. Um, I don't remember it happening. I think that, because I think Fast Date was the one, was his last one. Mm-hmm. Because that they ended that one, like, on the rooftop in, like, New York City or something like that. Or, you know, they were all having, uh, like, a, I think... God, there's so many of them. <laughs> uh, I do not remember Pops coming back. And I think they justified it. That's what they do a really good job of in this movie is because there's so many callbacks to all the other movies in this one, but they kind of explain it. So they'll, you know, excuse me, they'll uh, throw a couple of lines in there to, you know, tell you what they're referencing rather than just like put this like, you know, weird arbitrary like, uh, joke or like reference to another movie that you'd only see or you'd only get if you've seen but yeah I don't remember him being in there well I feel like that it would is. be a crime if he doesn't come back at least for, for one scene before the, the series is yeah. over if I know can you imagine 
Hobbs, The Rock, versus Dom's brother in a fight, John Cena. The Rock, John Cena. In a fight. That would be epic. I'm, I, I just can't believe John Cena had to apologize in Mandarin. That, that just blows my mind still. Dude, to be honest, I don't even know what happened with that. Like, you know what? I, I do not know. I heard something, but then I, like I said, I'm like not really on the internet like that. So I just have no idea what happened. But I know there was some, I was in Publix the other day and it was like, he was on the front of the tabloid and it said something about um, some scandal. I don't know. They use the word scandal all the time. Yeah, it's like, I'm like, in, and I'm not like super well versed in this, but in uh, China, they don't recognize uh, Taiwan as a country. And uh, John Cena referenced and recognized Taiwan as a country, and uh, they, they got really upset at him. So they, they made him apologize. Oh, was he there? Was he there and then said that? I'm not sure where he was, but he he, he said um, uh, he he uh, said it, and um, you know, um, oh. and talked about Taiwan and recognized recognized them as a country, and uh, China got mad at mm-hmm. him. And obviously, they make crazy money out there in China, so he had to apologize. Uh, oh wow! Yeah, I I definitely see uh, as well. I see like the uh, PR person coming down on him for that probably. Yeah, like, being like, all right, we're going to lose out on like all this crazy money. Like, if you don't say something. Yeah. yeah, you can check it out because he yeah, he's, yeah, he he speaks perfect Mandarin. It's kind of wild to think really? about. Yeah, wow. yeah. Because in my brain, it's so hard to like learn another language. Because in my life, I studied Japanese for four years, and then I'm currently trying to learn another language. But it's just like it's just so hard, right? I'm not, I'm not sure if you, I'm either of you speak like any other languages, but just to. Just the thought of learning and speaking another dialect, it's just so hard. I wish, bro. I, I like straight up, I have no idea when I would even like have time to do that. Because I know it's something where like people try, but like, and like you see these really successful people that are like on these videos that you've probably seen, like, what do I do in a day? Like those, uh, I think like GQ puts them out or something like that. All those people that are super successful, like people on the level of like Terry Crews and like all these big actresses and actors, they all have something like that. They're like, all right, yeah, I use 30 minutes to, you know, I don't like to be doing like mindless things. I just like to use this 30 minutes to learn a new language. And I'm like, dude, I can't do that. Like, I would have to go really hard at it. Like, I couldn't, because I'll just forget, like, <laughs> if I'm doing something like in between another thing, like I have to really focus on it. But I don't know, that's something that's like, I'll get overwhelmed for sure. Yeah, it's it's definitely um, can be a challenge, but I feel like uh, the languages that I've tried to learn, uh, it's something that I'm like really interested in, and I always just try to find uh, fun ways to learn it because obviously I, I could just go you know bury myself in a book and try to learn that way. But there's just like a, a ton of new ways. Like I, I follow like random people on like Instagram and TikTok that like have these <laughs> like lessons, and just it's it's just a lot of like practical stuff like things that like you know i like for me if i was like a tourist like it would, it would like be really helpful for me to know these like certain phrases but obviously like, i want to I wanna expand on that and be able to have like just a basic conversation mm-hmm. dude yeah i actually think i thank you for saying that um because i'm probably gonna start doing that at least to get some sort of um like i'm actually going to japan next year so I feel, I feel like it would actually be helpful to know like a little bit of Japanese rather than what I know now, which is absolutely zero. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm just like, 
I don't know, maybe like, you know, I bet you there's like some kind of app, you know, that can like teach you like just what you need to know or like make it, you know, easier for you to use or uh, learn a language. But yeah, I don't know. I haven't looked into it. Do you remember the um, the, the mobile gaming device, uh, ni- the Nintendo 3S or 3DS? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I tried to ask because you know not everybody's a gamer or in the know, but um, there there was a game. Oh, yeah. th- there was a game. Uh, it was a, it was a series, and it was, they they had like my Japanese coach, my Spanish coach, my French coach, and it was such a cool and fun way to learn a, a new language. Um, and they, they taught you like the uh, basic on how to write and just like you know basic speech. It, it was super cool. So that's something that I always like to reference. But yeah, there's there's a ton of stuff online, just depending on how you want to go about it. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I could I could see that being like a good way because you you know kind of feel like you're you are playing a game really, but like you're doing it literally on a 3ds. So you're just like, you know, you don't feel forced to learn, but you're just learning by like, you know, being on that, which also is playing a video game. So pretty sick. And now I'm I'm curious because I'm also jealous. Uh, Japan is like my dream vacation uh, and I, I had a trip planned last year but it was like the worst time to plan a trip so it obviously didn't happen and with uh, you know just life being so crazy uh, me and my buddy who are going to go we're like we're just doing different things like he's going to Ireland I'm going to Korea um, but Japan is still on like top of my bucket list of places that I need to go uh, before I die so I- I'm hoping I'm able to make that happen but I'm just curious uh, you know why are you going uh, it's actually my honeymoon. So I'm getting married in November oh. and uh, we're going to go. And uh, yeah, I think it's end of February next year is when we have it uh, booked for. It's like two weeks or a week and a half, two weeks. But uh, we, it wasn't like a plan we had for like a long time or anything. Uh, we never, cause obviously we've been like talking. I mean, we got engaged like, Oh, I should probably, I should probably know this. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you'll figure it out a while ago yeah we got engaged a while ago i'll say and uh so we've been talking about marriage and stuff you know the wedding and uh but yeah it was never like this huge plan you know like some people do which is cool um because frankly we could never afford it like ever because the plane tickets are thousands which is understandable but also mm-hmm. crazy um and Allie, who is my fiance and will soon be my wife. She was on, um, she always follows like these cheap flight apps or not apps, but like Twitter accounts. And like, uh, she always was on like Google flights, like trying to plan stuff. And, uh, I was like doing, I was actually washing my car and she comes out and she's like, do you want to go to Japan next year for our honeymoon? I was just like, okay. Like <laughs> I was literally just like listening to music, chilling outside, like washing the car never ever talked about this and she's like i just found tickets for like really cheap super affordable and i need to get them right now because we missed out on them last time because like we had already gone through it where we thought about it and we were like those tickets dude they're so insanely cheap let's just do it and then we didn't and then the next day they were like thousands so um and so this time when it came around she was just like let's do it and i was like okay cool you know actually you know what that was about a year out so I think it was, you know, I still don't actually know <laughs> when we got engaged. Uh, dude, sometimes I have to go back on Instagram, like that's when we did it. But uh, regardless, uh, yeah, man, honeymoon, it's going to be awesome. 
don't know exactly. We don't have like a itinerary planned or anything. Um, I'm sure we will by that point, but we're still like months away. For yeah. sure. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. I'm glad you guys were able to get tickets this time and actually going to make it happen because, yeah, it's, it's, since I've been in high school, like I've always wanted to go. Like the, the like I've, I'm supposed to go two times in my life, and it just never works out. Like the the one time, the first time I was supposed to go, I was uh, I, I signed up for this like foreign exchange student uh, program that my high school and like this other high school like you know they had this thing going, and it was uh, they would send like kids from my from my school to Japan for the summer and obviously back then i i couldn't afford it but my parents could so my mom was like in charge of uh paying and she was super down to to send me because she she knew like how much i loved it and wanted to do it but then like um the day i was supposed to like turn in the the check or whatever my mom uh, says she had a nightmare of me dying in a plane crash so she refused to to let me go and i was just like it's just a stupid dream i was like if i die (laughs) I was like, if I die on an airplane, just, just, just let me go die. Like, this is something I really want to do. But she, she refused. I would have been like pulling, dude. I would have been like pulling up the, uh, the scientific facts on like the chances of planes going down, dude. I would have been going so hard, like, like punishing her into it. Then, like, dude, just please, like, I promise this isn't gonna happen. Like, that's just a dream. Yeah, and it was like the worst summer of my life because like all my friends from Japanese class went, and like I just was seeing oh all. The, yeah, so I just got to see all their stuff on on MySpace, all these like cool videos of them in Japan, and I was just I, I was super bummed. And then the second time was last year, where uh, and that was during the pandemic, so obviously there was no yeah uh, real travel like internationally, so I had to put that mm-hmm. on the shelf. But it, it, at some point, I'll I'll definitely make it happen. But I'm just I, I'm always uh, envious of people who um, have been or who are going. So I, I'm always uh, you know interested in hearing what their plans are. Dude, yeah, for sure. We're I'm like at first I was kind of like thinking about COVID ruining it, but I was like, and then it took me a while, and I was like, okay, like I see people you know going over there, like people you know from North America being able to travel over there. It's it's cool now, so like you know, all the way in 2022 is what are the chances of it actually like not happening because of COVID? And I was just like, okay, I'm not going to think about that because I'm just going to like try to stay stoked. And like, you know, I think it's going to happen. I'm like 99% sure that we'll be able to go there. And like, the only thing that's going to stop us now is literally not being able to go because of restrictions like that. So, mm-hmm. And I think at that point, like, it's probably not going to be like that. So I think we're good. Yeah. Uh, things are trending in the right direction. I, I know there's that uh, there's like a Delta variant out here. I'm not sure if that's hit Florida yet, but uh, uh, yeah, I mean cases are going up here. Okay, but it's like they they are reporting um, that it's unvaccinated people that are having you know serious issues mm-hmm. with it. Dude, I'm not gonna lie. When I saw that, because like when that started to uh, get put back in the news, I was I don't really like. Like I said, I'm like not really searching the internet, like being on there, like looking at daily news and stuff like that. But like, that was one of those things that you still can't get away from it. Like, like even at the gym, like, you know, they have the, uh, the TVs going and like, like half of them are playing like the news, you know, and then it's all over that. So I was like, okay, what is this? So I searched it and got like super, like, like interested. I was like, what is this? Like, is this just going to be a repeat of next year or like last year? I started thinking about it way too hard. And then um, that was before they were saying like um, really only like 
people who aren't vaccinated are, I guess, at more risk, you know, naturally, it makes sense. But um, that was before they even like stipulated that they were like, everyone is at risk. And I was like, oh my gosh, here we go. Like, here we go again. Yeah. But, yeah, it, it, it's, it's a little strange out here. It, it, it kind of seems like it's kind of like an afterthought now. And because uh, there used to be like a, a ton of signs on like these like digital billboards, uh, you know, saying mask up, you know, stay socially distanced. But now it's just like seems like people have moved on from it, which is really weird because obviously like technically we're still in a pandemic. But out here, uh, the cases have just gotten so low that it just seems like people are, are just so over it and don't really care like they did just a couple months ago. Dude, well, that that makes sense to me because I feel like most people in California are like into getting the vaccine, whereas where we live, it is absolutely <laughs> the opposite. Florida is wild, Dude, bro. It's like we got people that like put it on their cars that say like anti-vax and like uh, you know anything that has to do with COVID, they'll put it on their car. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll just try to make it known that they don't give a shit about it. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, on top of that, you had people just because. Florida was like the most open place in the U.S. So like other states where people were just like, oh, well, Florida's open. Let's go there. And, you know, (laughs) I was, I was one of those people. Oh, sorry, you go. Oh, I, I was just gonna say, I I was one of those people. I I actually went to Disney World uh, last October and it was uh it wasn't what i expected because uh i like obviously i i thought uh just from all the stories and things that i've seen on the internet i expect it to be like super crazy but when i went people were um uh, i i saw some people still masked up but it was like one of the first times where i just saw people walking like bare face like through like target and i was like oh cool i was like that looks weird to me because i haven't seen that in so long but um, we're in florida so like people are like way more like like relaxed about it out here um but uh i was at at that time i was still wearing my mask everywhere so it it was just it was an interesting uh time to be able to experience that because i'm going from california at that time where it was like you know completely like locked down and so many restrictions and then flying across the country and it kind of just being like the complete opposite it was a pretty interesting uh you know perspective yeah i mean you you said october so like i mean i that's not like terrible compared to like all the people that were coming fresh in the summer like as soon as like may june hit you know all the my spring break has been ruined people like (laughs) that were on the news saying like how pissed off they were and like they don't give a shit like yeah not as bad as that but uh Mm -hmm. You said you went to Walt Disney World in Orlando, obviously. Mm-hmm. Dude, sick. Did you like it? Six was five. that the first time you've ever been? I feel like that's probably not the first time. No, 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 no. Yeah, I've, dude, I know. Yeah, yeah. I, I've gone every year since uh, 2016. To Florida? Yeah. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, it, it, it's, I wish it's, I had gone to California every year since 2016. <laughs> uh, well, I, I was fortunate enough to have uh, met some cool people who were actually down to to go that often, and like sometimes we would go twice a year because like uh, we we for sure always do like uh, this like Halloween trip, so we always go like the week of Halloween. Uh, and then, nice. and then there's always like a, a, a springtime trip and, uh, I wasn't always able to make it to the springtime one, just, uh, depending on when my vacation landed, but, uh, Halloween's always yeah. like a, uh, for sure thing. Uh, 
which I'm kind of curious about. I I don't know if I'm going to be there for this Halloween, which is pretty interesting because I'm going to be uh, in Pennsylvania uh, the time of our when our trip normally happens. So like, I, I want to fly from Pennsylvania to Orlando, do the trip, and then just come back home. But worst case, I just go to Pennsylvania and just come straight home. It, it all just depends on how things line up. I was going to say Frontier, man. Like Frontier, Spirit. Like I don't know how you are with flying, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure you're aware of like the cheap airlines that are like, 75 bucks round trip yeah like we when uh we played was it we played like a pre-show to this is hardcore uh heat seeker did mm-hmm. i think it was the last this is hardcore i think i dude my time is all messed up but like regardless we flew up to philly for like 72 dollars i was like this is amazing like i want to so like hopefully they would have it you know from like philly to somewhere else on border like that so i think you could make it happen yeah, you know, I actually flew Frontier from California to uh, Orlando for FYA last year, and oh, dude, and I didn't know that it was yeah. like like that it was kind of like like a budget airline because uh, one of our friends um uh, who went with us, they're like, oh hey, like here's some uh, you know flights that kind of work in our time frame, and they're a little cheaper. So I'm like, oh cool, like I thought we were just getting a, like a good deal, but then when we show up and like <laughs> there's not like there's like you know the the, the seats are kind of ghetto and like there's not a whole lot of legroom. And I'm like looking around, I'm like, wait, is this like a budget like airline? And my friends were like, yeah, like yeah. didn't you know? And I was tripping out because I I'd never done that before. Uh, not that I'm like bougie or anything, but it was just something that I just had, I had never done. Um, and when I was sitting there, I was like, holy yeah. shit, I was like, are we going to, are we going to make it? And it was okay. It was really, it was really <laughs> uncomfortable. Luckily we flew a different, uh, airline home, but like flying there, I was just like, geez, this is, th- I get why it, it's so cheap. Dude, I have like full faith in airplanes. <laughs> so like, I'm never thinking of like, oh man, like I'm never scared of turbulence or anything. Okay. I get it. Like it happens. But like, um, except when I went to Europe a couple years ago and that was the worst turbulence I've ever had in my life. And I was actually scared on that. But regardless, the Frontier flight, I don't know what it was. Maybe it was in my head. Like, yeah, it's just like, like a budget airline, like just straight plastic in front of me. Like there's nowhere to be found, like of any type of amenity. Like, on, like, I'm not really bougie either. Like, I loved it. Like, I was so down to pay like, like 70 bucks. And, but the flight was only like two hours from here to Philly. So like, well, it was like, you flew straight to Philly. Yeah, it was like it was straight up from like Pensacola to to Philly. I think. Oh, damn. Um, no, it was. Yeah. So it was like super short. Um, that's why when you said you went frontier from California to Orlando, I was like, dude. Yeah, that's a, that's probably rough. I've only done short flights with Frontier, also, and I mean, I, it's fine. It's in my head. In my head, I thought there was more turbulence, or I could feel it more because it was cheaper. But maybe it was just the seat. <laughs> I feel like, I mean, the seat's straight like plastic, dude. Like it's nothing. Like I would honestly, if they would allow like you to just chill standing like in the back for a little bit, like I probably would have gotten up to do that. Like, you know, obviously like you can stand, but like, you know, back certain a little bit. But... As long as there's not like a screaming baby, I'm chill. True, true, very true. Yeah, and uh, I most of the time I just try to sleep on the flight I, I just try to you know manage my time that way because i've like you know tried to bring like the the books or watch a movie and i just uh for some reason i, I just can't really pay attention and so i'm just like like i feel like for for me the best thing to do is just to you know try to get as comfortable as possible and then just sleep 
So I just wake up, like, you know, whatever time of the day it is, like where I'm supposed to be at, like, cool. Like, I just want to just really not really experience the flight, just kind of, you know, just let it all just pass. Yeah. Dude, sleeping on, like, I don't know if you've ever flown, like, a red eye, like, overnight, but uh, that's, like, the one you want to sleep on. Mm-hmm. Like, if you can, like, successfully sleep the whole red eye flight, like, you'll feel great because literally you would be asleep anyways. But, uh, yeah, every time, that's the only time I've ever tried to sleep on planes is overnight, and I can never do it, dude. Like, it's, like, I have to have, like, I would have to have no one next to me to be able to do that, but that never happened. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I always, uh, the most time when I travel, I'm traveling by myself because when I do the Disney World trip, all of my friends that go are from like the East Coast. Nobody's, like, I'm the only one from the West Coast that, that flies out. So I like, I have like, you know, I'm traveling across the country by myself. So it's just like, all right, like, let me just try to make the most of this. So yeah, I, I was, and like, I, I normally go straight to the airport from after work. So I, I always have like a later flight. So it normally works out where like I get in like super yeah. late into Orlando. Nice. Definitely. Yeah. Well, I'm uh, really happy that you're going to Japan. Uh, Kevin, are, are you tr- doing any traveling or have anything cool coming up? And I wish, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. I don't really think I don't have anything right now. I'm just, other than like the touring that's it it's true can't wait for that i did notice uh <laughs> you grew your hair out kevin oh yeah the covid hair <laughs> that's what i was curious about is, is it here to stay or is it just uh you know because uh you know barbershops and salons were closed for a bit dude yeah i mean i had long hair before like a few years ago and mm-hmm. then i cut it to make myself more presentable to jobs or whatever after i graduated college i just i would i thought that would just you know help me in mm-hmm. some way i don't really know if it did or not but it makes sense i have a job so it's fine and i i was like i'll just grow my hair back out eventually and then like you know COVID was like the perfect excuse because luckily i was able to work from home so um you know and then like I couldn't go get a cut anyway. Plus, I'm saving money, dude. Like, every, do I want to go to the barbershop every two weeks and spend like twenty bucks, dude? When you have hair like long as yours, they charge you a lot. Well, yeah, that too. Uh, but like, dude, h- how much money I'm saving from not getting routine haircuts? Yeah, and it just takes time out of your day. Like, uh, I, I, I should go get my haircut because my hair is a mess. But I just the. the just the thought of having to drive across town because I, I only get my hair cut by my buddy. He's been cutting my hair for like years, but probably like I want to say at least yeah, at least a decade because he he's been cutting my hair since before I lived in Orange County, which is crazy to think about. But yeah, just knowing that I'm like oh, I have to drive across town in a part that it's, it's not a bad area, but it's just like really busy and it's like like no, it's not near a freeway, so it just takes like forever to get there and then getting home it's just uh, it's just like a process i'm just like oh, i don't really want to do that so I, I just try to put it off as long as i can and honestly i normally don't cut my hair unless like i have like something like important coming up or something where like i just don't want my hair to be so messy but uh right now i, I just wear a hat or a beanie every day so just don't have to do anything with my yeah. hair yeah. dude my my other thing too is like if i'm going to get a haircut um i hate 
when they try when the person like tries to talk <laughs> I, I don't i don't want to talk <laughs> oh man it, it's like not one of those things you I don't know. I mean, you probably can just be like, hey, man, I'm not really in the mood to talk. That would just be weird because, you know, that person probably, that's probably fun for them. Like, they're, they probably like interacting with whoever's hair they're cutting. Mm-hmm. But, you know, me personally, I'm just like, please, yeah. please cut it. I, I've been going to the same place for years. And uh, I literally can't relate to these people at all. Oh, no. Did we lose you guys? So I just I just go in and I don't say anything <laughs> other than what I want. I just am not talking because they're normally talking. And I'm just like, this is great. Like, I, I can just chill. My hair takes like 15 minutes to cut. Good. And it's still kind of cheap. Wait, Mac, how often so. do you get your hair cut? Because I, I feel like I've, I've never seen you with hair. So I, I used to have hair literally as long as this, if not a little longer uh, in high school. And then in 10th grade, I cut it. And had this really weird phase of just going like one guard, um, which after you've had hair your whole life, it looks insane. <laughs> and like, I have a terrible hairline because my family just has like bad genetics when it comes to that, I guess. But um, so now I just, I could just cut my hair myself. But even if I try with a freaking razor, like I did this during COVID because you couldn't go anywhere. Um I was just like, screw it. I'm just going to go like a two guard. So like all over my head and it still didn't look good. And I was just like, okay, this looks rough. Like I can't get everything. It's like, it looked like crazy. Um, so I still go, I'm just like, yeah, just do like a, like a two into a one or something like that. Maybe like a fade. But I go like every two weeks. I try it. Dude, when it starts getting, cause I wear a hat, I've worn this hat probably every single day for the past like two and a half years or something like that. Um, that I wash, I wash it. I play shows in it and like do everything, but I wash it. It gets kind of gross, but as soon as it starts looking like gross or like you know crazy around the ears, man, I I gotta go back. Like I can't can't let it go. And then it just starts like looking like I don't shower, which is not my not my vibe. Yeah, you want to look a, a little presentable, not like you're smelly, dude. Yeah, the hair never stays like like uniform around my ears with my ass so like it just looks crazy okay well damn this has been uh way more fun than i'd imagine i i obviously i'm you know a big supporter of burning strong uh, and th- this might sound crazy but when i think back to that night that i saw burning strong for the first time uh it, it kind of like altered course for like this whole thing that i'm doing right i uh, you know, was there, saw this band that I, uh, you know, was told to check out by my buddy Evan and, uh, you know, saw you guys live and it was cool. And then talked to you, Kevin and met a bunch of people and, you know, it, it just, yeah, being there that night, I, it was something that, uh, you know, uh, I, I honestly feel like, uh, and I, and I mean, it when I say this, I honestly feel like it changed my life. Amazing. Dude, that's it. I mean, that show honestly it was one of the best shows i've ever been to what show was it the sorry point of contact record release oh oh dude okay i could go on for that oh wait oh, oh. okay right. i forgot we don't we don't have to go into <laughs> when I, I missed that i i literally missed that show and everyone keeps talking about how awesome it is i'm like God. dude no joke ali was telling me the other day about <laughs> what <laughs> we were talking about that show she was like oh mac you were gonna go and then you forgot you had 
yeah all right that was at the time where i didn't put every single thing in my freaking iphone calendar man yeah. i forget mac wasn't there long story short yeah i didn't play drums for that all good dude tyler played i heard he did well i tried to watch the i think you facetimed or yeah i I did a facebook live so mac could watch yeah and then it was like <laughs> i was i was sitting there like watching i was like fuck man <laughs> but like at the same time i was i was happy that it was going well amazing show yeah I heard it was awesome. All the videos looked really fun. The venue um, was sick. There was air conditioning. That's the best when you go into an air conditioned venue and it actually works. Mm-hmm. Um, I talked about that for a long time. But regardless, yeah, that's that's awesome to hear, man. Like, I, I'm really glad that you made it out of that show. Was that, wait, was that like just around one time you went to Disney World? Or yeah. Was, I, I forgot. Okay. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And I, I, I didn't even uh, plan it. I, I just I had Disney World planned. And then I, I realized that Point of Contact record release was happening while I was in town. So I nice. told all my friends, I'm like, hey, like, I know you're probably gonna be upset, but I'm leaving for one whole day because I'm going to Tampa. I gotta. I have to go to this show, and like the the people that I with, they're like, uh, they're hardcore, uh, you know, people, but they're like a little uh, older, so they're a little bit jaded, uh, and they just didn't understand why I wanted to go to Tampa so bad. But I was just like, you guys might understand, um, but this means a lot yeah. to me. So I, uh, you know, left Disney for a day and went down there, and it, it, it seriously was. I'm telling you, it, it was awesome, and like I, I met Kevin, and you know, uh, it, it was like, yeah, just a lot of things that happened that night. Uh, you know, I, I felt like uh, uh, just changed a lot of things. It was my first Florida hardcore show. Met a lot of people in person for the first time, and just uh, you know, uh, just made some contacts and just yeah, like I said, I felt like it really altered course for this whole thing that I'm doing. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, that's great, man. I I wish I could have been there, but you know what? Next time you see Burning Strong, I hope it's just as good. You got to come for our record release, bro. Oh, Okay. Can you go on? Um, all right. Well, um, let's talk about that off air because uh, I, I don't want you guys to feel <laughs> feel pressure to break any more news. Um, you know, because I'm, I'm sure people are, are really excited for this uh, you know magnitude run. I think we could wait. Hold on. Oh. I'm just gonna say it. Dude. Oh. Okay. okay. Right here, I'm breaking the news on the Jamie Orkay podcast. It's already been announced on Facebook, so I feel like I can say this. Um. Yeah, but, I think so. Yes. And I should have had uh, this pulled up. I did have it pulled up, but uh, it's not coming up. Here we go. That's not it. Hold on one second. This is going to be worth it. I'll tell you the lineup for the show. And I'll tell you what date it is, too. Okay. So you can make it out. Here we go. September 26th. The venue just got nailed nailed down like two days ago. It's an insane venue. It looks like, like old Posse Numbers videos. Like, yeah. it's going to be so sick. Burning Strong, obviously. Soul Blind, Koyo, One Step Closer, Magnitude. You heard it here first. Wow. On a Sunday. Hey. On a Sunday. Whoa, you know that's a Sunday off the top of your head, dude? Well, you're probably looking at a calendar, huh? <laughs> okay. Dude, okay. All right. I'm... Y- y- I'll go into more detail off air about that, but okay, that's awesome. That's a really great lineup. I, I'm a huge fan of Koyo. Yeah. I I love that band so much, and I've never seen them live. So will that be my first time seeing Koyo live? Could be. That could be your time seeing the the full lineup of Burning Strong with all the new songs with you know split songs. 
the comp song. The full LP songs after you've heard them a few times. New One Step Closer song. Yeah, true. I think that's like their record release date as well. <laughs> Is it real? I don't. It's not going to be the record release show. No, God. I'm sure that they'll have like something yeah. mind blowing. But I think their new record comes out that day yeah. too. And crazy new Koyo record new will, Koyo. Probably, will most likely be played. Okay. You know, I can't speak for them. Some new mag probably. Whoa. Yeah. True. Yeah, the song on that comp. But anyways, uh, thank you guys for doing the podcast. I, I appreciate it. Like I like I said, I am uh, a fan of Burning Strong. Love Heat Seeker. I you know I'm happy that you guys are my friends. Uh, but before we sign off, is there anything else you would like to say or shout out? Uh, shout out Patient Zero, mm-hmm. Nuclear Family, From Within, mm-hmm. uh, you. Jimmy. <laughs> uh, Shout out to your bro Evan for telling you to come see Burning Strong that night and making you like divert your plans that you probably already had in place for a while. So that he set it off really. Shout he out Evan. Shout out Evan. Shout out Evan. Was he okay, forgive me. Did he design that poster? I think he did. He, he did. That guy's awesome. He did. Yeah. Yeah. I see it. I see his Instagram, man. He, he seems like an awesome dude. Yeah, he's, he's a great also, guy. Was really cool. And great poster. Yeah, I have it. On the I wall. think Carter has one. Sure. He said he was gonna give me one. We gotta talk to him. Okay. Yeah. yeah, but that's it, man. All right. Well, seriously, thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Mac. This has been awesome. Thank you for everybody who tuned in, and we'll be back soon.